0: This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 152, with Timothy Sykes.
1: Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher.
0: Hello everyone, MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today and today's show we're going to be looking at trading and more specifically trading in penny stocks. My guest today is Timothy Sykes. Tim Sykes is a millionaire stock trader and teacher who has been featured on CNN, Fox News, amongst others. He owns and runs the largest online trading academy for penny stocks, and he recently launched his foundation, the Timothy Sykes Foundation, which has donated to dozens of charities such as Make-A-Wish and the Boys and Girls Club. Please share your feedback and thoughts with me on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MC Lobster or by email at info at cashflowninja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at cashflowninja.com or texting cashflowninja, one word, all capitalized, to 44222. That's two fours and three twos. You can support the show by becoming a patron on Patreon for $10 a month. And when you become a patron, you get access to our private Facebook page and a Cashflow Ninja t-shirt. You can become a patron by visiting cashflowninja.com forward slash support. Have you read Rich Dad Poor Dad? Are you interested in real estate investing and don't know where to start or to get the results you want? For valuable information to get you started, visit joinopsproperties at joinopsproperties.com. If you're not earning at least 8% on your cash, you do not want to miss the private lending presentation for non-accredited investors done by Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott. Discover how to create an income stream from real estate without the management headaches. You can access the presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash private lending. Spartan Invest have a proven plan and system helping investors creating passive income and wealth through turnkey real estate ownership in the exciting market of Birmingham, Alabama. Find out why Birmingham has got it going on, why it's a steal right now, why it's a millennial hangout, a hidden gem, and one of the most exciting investment opportunities you have never heard of. You can download your free report, Five Big Reasons to Invest in the Magical City of Birmingham, Alabama, at CashflowNinja.com forward slash Spartan. I've spoken about the most powerful system on the planet, on the show, the banking system. And my firm, Valhalla Wealth Financial, helps people reclaim the banking function within their own lives through leveraging the premium tools and strategies of the wealthy. If you're interested in reclaiming the banking function within your own life and the infinite banking concept, you can access a free webinar presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Tim, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, sir. Could you please share a little bit about your background and your journey with my listeners?
2: Sure. Uh, I've kind of had a crazy journey. You know, I grew up in a small town, Orange, Connecticut, and uh, I was a tennis player and I wanted to be so good. I played every day for like 10 years and actually got injured. Uh, My dad now calls it the million dollar injury because my parents gave me control of my bar mitzvah gift money which is roughly 12 grand. And uh, by the time I graduated college, I had turned the 12 grand into nearly 2 million, just trading low price stocks. And then I started a hedge fund, wasn't very good at it, because my strategy is better for small accounts. So I can't really make, you know, like billions of dollars with my strategy. But then I was on this hit TV show called Wall Street Warriors. And everyone started saying, hey, I want to learn how to do this. So I started teaching And now uh, after 10 years of teaching, you know, I've created several uh, millionaire students and I go back to my 12,000 every year and I show people how to grow it. And, you know, I'm loving life right now. I can work from anywhere. I teach online and I have students in over 80 countries. So pretty, uh, pretty crazy journey.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So, starting with twelve thousand dollars, I think you turn it into a hundred, and then uh, two million over time. What were some of the drivers of the success? Was there a blueprint that you figured out very quickly that helped you to achieve so massive, such massive success so quickly?
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, I started trading and investing in like the big companies that you see on CNBC and everything, but my account wasn't really moving at all. And I was kind of disheartened and, uh, I was like, you know, what, what can I do? So I started looking for kind of different kinds of stocks and I found low price stocks, AKA penny stocks, which the whole world pretty much hates on, but they're so volatile that they can, you know, really grow your account if you catch them on the right way. And aside from them being volatile, most of them are scams. And you can actually make money when scams collapse, you can bet against these scams. So uh, kind of a weird little strategy. But you know, it's worked well for me and my students.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting, because penny stocks do have a certain bad reputation in the marketplace. And you've touched on why because some of them are scams, but could be quite profitable if you figure out what is a scam and betting against it.
2: Yeah, I mean, the the scams are pretty obvious. It's kind of cool where, you know, you're basically betting against kind of like Wolf of Wall Street-like characters. Um, And, you know, the Wolf of Wall Street, this was a while ago, but it was very popular. And that kind of sums up the the kinds of promotions and the kind of junk companies that we trade. So it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what's a scam. You just need directions and most people, unfortunately, find me after they've been scammed, and so you know I can help save them from future scams. But my goal is to find more dedicated students earlier, so that you know they don't get scammed. And there's just a few simple steps, but most people don't know to even research. You know.
0: Yeah, and you've you spent some time on Wall Street. You've you've shared that you're not quite a big fan because it's a giant casino and. Uh, quite an insider's game. Can you share a little bit more about your experience on wall street and, uh, around the hedge funds?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, the whole wall street world is like a circus. Um, you know, there is ways to make consistent money as several billionaires have learned. Um, but you need an edge. If you, if you want an idea of that, you know, watch the TV show billions. There's, there's some media that has crept into mainstream society. That's, that's very realistic. Um, So there is money to be made if you have the right information. If you're, you know, like this math genius quant, you know, algorithm computer guy, I'm not that good at math. Uh, I'm not that good at technology. So for me, I think of myself as like the average person and the average person can't really make it on wall street. So you need to go off of wall street and that leads you to, you know, penny stocks where wall street pretty much ignores it because Again, the best case scenario for my strategy is you make a few million dollars. And that's not enough. You know, Wall Street, I mean, people are making millions of dollars in a day. So that's like the major leagues. I I prefer the minor leagues because it's easier.
0: Right, right. Base hits and not just home runs uh, daily.
2: Yeah, I go
0: for singles. You
2: know, I made actually today was a good day. I made my average of roughly $2,000 a day, Um, you know, but $2,000 a day adds up over time and it keeps the real job away. So I've learned, uh, you know, I, I've tried to make more, but I'm I'm just better at making a thousand or two and, you know, teaching. So I'm not the perfect trader. I've learned from my own uh, kind of personality flaws where, you know, I'm a little too uh, emotional. I'm a little too impatient. Today I'm, I made two grand, but I sold the stock way too soon. I could have made 20 grand. So I'm not the best trader, but making two grand is still better than nothing.
0: In the system that you teach to your, to your uh, uh, clients and the people that you mentor, are there some trading rules that you follow to obviously protect your downside and manage positions and, and have part as your risk management strategies?
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, it's all about the rules. Um, it's not like I'm just buying random stocks or shorting random stocks. Uh, you know, when I do buy a stock, I look for a specific pattern. So I have three main patterns. Uh, where I'm trying to buy, you know, a stock breaking out to new highs, or after a big like 50% dip. Um, or when I'm shorting, you know, I'm looking for a stock that has gone up for several days or several weeks. And then it has what I call the first red day, the first down day is usually a sign that the momentum is over. And that is usually the beginning of the end. So I'm looking for patterns. But most importantly, rule number one is cut losses quickly, I can be wrong on any play whatsoever. And the key to my success has been to really minimize my losses when I'm wrong. Don't let a small mistake turn into a potentially big disaster. And many people have problems with that because no one likes being wrong. You know, it's not fun. But at the same time, I recognize that I've been wrong quite often, you know, roughly a third of the time uh, throughout my career. But as long as I keep the losses small it doesn't really damage my account. It doesn't really damage my confidence. The problems come in when people start, you know, bringing ego into the game. They're like, I'm not wrong. I've done all the research. I know I'm right. And they double up and they triple up on their positions and then they're wrong. And it's a very slippery slope. So I have to teach people to cut losses quickly and stay disciplined. And that's a lot tougher than it sounds.
0: And having those rules in place takes the emotions out of it, which is, of course, the big driver when it comes to money, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, money, life, everything. You need rules. I'm basically like a glorified driving instructor. You know, cars can be very dangerous if you ignore red lights, if you ignore stop signs, if you just blow through everything and, you know, you don't care about the speed limit. Like every car could kill you that way but if you follow directions you know driving a car can be a very pleasant experience you know a lot of people say oh tim be careful you know i have a ferrari and a lamborghini and they're like be careful in those you're you're going to end up like hurt and i drive so slowly i'm like the most conservative driver and i actually trade stocks the way that i drive like even though i'm trading you know these dangerous stocks i trade them like such a coward i am so scared of losses even today i was 100% dead on right about the stock And I was so scared that I wasn't right, that I took profits too quickly as it turned out. But it's good to be overly safe in the markets and in life, I think.
0: Yeah. And when it comes to building wealth, you, I mean, you travel a lot. You're passionate about traveling and getting new experiences and enjoying good things in life. And you've designed a, a business suitable around your lifestyle. And Could you speak a little bit from a philosophical standpoint, just your approach to building wealth and your lifestyle and what wealth means to you?
2: Yeah, I mean, money can't buy happiness. Let's get that out of the way. Um, You know, I show off my Lamborghini and Ferrari and cash and stuff like that to get my students studying harder. I think the key to success is really being obsessive with whatever job, whatever, you know industry you're passionate about. So I post this stuff. But I also explain and as all of my millionaire students understand, you know, money is good, because it allows you, you know, to basically get out of the rat race, you don't have to work for somebody else, you don't have to build somebody else's dreams, you can focus on your own dreams. But then you have to find what you really love in life. I love teaching and now I love charity. If you had asked me what I loved, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, it would have been very different. And I would have laughed if you told me what I would figure out that I love. So, most people don't ever really figure out what they love and I think that's a shame because, you know, they have to make money, they they have responsibilities, they have jobs, they have others that they care for, and that's cool, but I wish that more people would understand that freedom is the ultimate you know, kind of goal that you should set for yourself, because then you figure out what you love. And we're all different. I'm not telling anybody to, you know, love one specific thing. There's no right or wrong answer. It's whatever that makes you happy. But you have to figure that out. So if you're stuck in a job, if you don't have time, you know, start studying, start learning skills like at night or on weekends, don't watch Netflix, don't go out to a bar for one night. And Gradually, over the course of your life, you know, learn a skill that can help get you out of the rat race so that you can actually have enough money, enough savings to not work for somebody else, and then you can focus on yourself.
0: So you had some rapid success early and you were building and creating wealth and designing this, this life of your dreams and, and living it. And then you started becoming a mentor to others and giving back and teaching. What was that moment that, that aha moment that where you really, you know, had that moment that you felt that I want to start teaching everything I know and start, uh, start giving back to others, showing them exactly, uh, what I've done to create the success that I've had.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've had a few aha moments over the course of my career. Uh, when I was a freshman in college, you know, I made a hundred thousand dollars in one day, and this was like a skinny little kid who, you know, had three fake IDs taken away from me. I was like downloading illegal movies like in my dorm room, and I made, you know, <laughs> six figures in a day. So that was like, whoa, I might be onto something. And then when my TV show Wall Street Warriors uh, hit, a lot of people started contacting me because at, at that time I had already made a few million dollars, and I was still just in my twenties. So everyone said, hey, I want to learn. And I was running my hedge fund at the time. And my hedge fund, you know, I was making a little money, but it it wasn't going anywhere fast because my strategy just isn't geared towards anything bigger. And I hadn't realized that yet. So I was like, hey, you know, let me let me try teaching. There seems to be demand in response to this TV show. And most people who teach finance, you know, they're like these snake oil salesmen. They promise you riches, but they've never really made it themselves. They don't really have, you know, any rules or strategy. And I was like, well, I know I'm real. You know, I know that I can teach this to other people. So I was like, let's give it a try. And, you know, it took actually a lot longer for me to pass down everything and and structure all my teaching. So, you know, probably took me five or six years to get my, you know, stuff together. Uh, but now it's it's like a, a well-oiled machine. So I think that you have to take advantage of the opportunities that you see and always be looking at at key catalysts in your life and say, wait a minute, what if? Always be willing to pivot.
0: Yeah, and what I like about your teaching style too is you're extremely transparent. I mean, you post about uh, some mistakes that you're currently making in your trading as well, which is uh, quite refreshing because – as you've uh, mentioned, you do see people just talking about all the good stuff. And it isn't just uh, rainbow and unicorns out there, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, it, the stock market is a battlefield. Life is a battlefield. And for me, I want to fully prepare my students for that battlefield. You can't, you know, tell people that there are going to be rainbows and unicorns and pots of gold everywhere. And then, you know, they come onto the battlefield and they see, you know, the bloody mess that it is. And it's like saving Private Ryan. So. I need to help people understand how competitive this is. Like, you're not just going to make millions of dollars. You're not just going to be able to live the dream life without putting in, you know, countless hours of work and research. And even if you do the work and research, you're still not guaranteed success. You can't guarantee success or millions of dollars, but you can put in the work required. And, you know, frankly, this is why I think athletes really do well uh, outside of just sports because they realize, you know, what it took for them to become, you know, great athletes and the amount of work and, you know, just not, it's not just a game time. I mean, it's the preparation during the off season that matters the most. And the same holds true in the stock market. The same holds true in teaching. Uh, and, you know, some of my most popular blog posts, my most popular video lessons are when I lose big. So a lot of people in finance are scared to admit their mistakes. They think it's going to make them look weak. For me, I know that Okay, it makes me look weak to some people, but to most people, they're like, wow, this is refreshing. This guy isn't perfect. He's actually teaching realistic stuff. And even with the losses, even with the mistakes, you know, I'm still creating millionaires from scratch, which no one else is doing. So long story short, it's good to be real. It's good to be an expert, but it's even better to just be fully transparent and not be afraid to look like a fool. Sometimes we're all human. We all make mistakes. The robots aren't taking over for another few decades, so worry about being perfect when you know Skynet is in control. Right now, the humans are in control, and we can be real with one another.
0: You're listening to Timothy Sykes on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. You're listening to Timothy Sykes on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. And now back to our interview. You're right. Now, and it's so true. Just looking at sports, I mean, by the time that guy makes that final play in whatever sport he's playing, the winning play, the, the amount of effort and time and the journey up until that point is quite remarkable. And the hours and hours of training, diets, cutting up tape, All that kind of stuff. And as you mentioned, people, you know, people just see the end product and always talk about, oh, the overnight success. You know, sometimes it takes 15 to 20 years to become an overnight success.
2: And I would argue that it's better to take that amount of time because then you're much more grateful for that one moment. And in that moment, you know, when I've had like, these big aha moments, like the first $100,000 that I made, that wasn't just random. I mean, I had been studying for several years in advance of that and it all came together and I've had several more $100,000 profit days. And then when I created my first millionaire student and second millionaire student, it's all built on your journey. And I would argue that that journey is, you know, the, the trophy. It's not just about the moment. The moment is the consequence of your journey and your hard work. So, if someone does make you know like a a winning shot or you know something where it's like, "Oh my God, this is an amazing moment," they've done that shot a thousand times ten thousand times in practice, and all of that practice now shows itself, and you see the result of all that hard work so it's kind of beautiful, and you have to be grateful for the entire journey, the ups and the downs at first, you know I was really angry. Uh, when my hedge fund, you know, I, I had a $500,000 loss and I was really angry when that happened. It turned me to drinking for several months. I was like, oh, what am I doing? But I had gotten away from my you know, trading rules. I had tried to become an investor. I went for a home run. And so now I'm very grateful for that loss. So you have to actually be grateful for the journey because the losses teach you what not to do. And without knowing what not to do, you can never learn what to do. So your education and your journey isn't complete. Until you really screw up until you really, you know, experience failure and see how that fails and see how you never want to experience that again. So I'm grateful for it all, you know, and we're talking about my ups, but I've had a lot of mistakes, a lot of downs along the way. All of my top students have, and it's all about how you react to that and you respond to that. And, you know, you can't quit when you make a mistake. You can't quit when you, you know, really screw up. You have to learn from that and you can't just push it aside. You have to highlight it. And that's why every time I have a big loss now, I do a video lesson or a blog post. You can Google, you know, Timothy Sykes biggest loss, and there'll be like seven or eight blog posts and video lessons over the years with my biggest losses in the lessons, because I want you to learn from my mistakes so that you can do better.
0: Another one of your passions, besides uh, obviously training and teaching and traveling and so forth, is giving back. And you've done some fantastic work with your own foundation and supporting other foundations. I think Pencils of Promise comes to mind. Can you speak about what, how important that is and what role that plays in your life?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, teaching has been great, making money, traveling the world has all been great, but it gets kind of boring afterwards. And you know, not to sound ungrateful because I'm again, I'm from a small town. I'm grateful for everything, um, but you look for more meaning in your life. And I tell this to you know my my students who want to become millionaires, and they're like, "But won't making millions make you happy?" And again, it goes back to finding what makes you happy. And for me. Living this life, teaching, that's fantastic. But what has really solidified everything is now being able to give back to communities I know where the money goes so far. And so, you know, I recently donated a million dollars to Pencils of Promise, my favorite charity. They've built over 400 schools worldwide and this will go to building 20 plus schools and buy a ton of e-readers and tablets to make the kids learn better. And, you know, you can change an entire community for like $50,000 and the money that I spend, okay, $50,000, I mean, I'm not crazy with money. I'm, I'm not just going to waste it. But $50,000 in the hands of this community, wherever it is, you know, Pencils of Promise is in Laos, uh, Ghana, and uh, Guatemala. And I also have schools, you know, the Timothy Sice Learning Center just got built by the Cambodian Village Fund, another charity that I work with in Battambam, Cambodia. I went there and a thousand kids greeted me. And when you go to these third world countries and you see how little they have and you see what kind of impact you can make with, you know, some money and some help, it really solidifies everything that I've been working on the past two decades, ever since I got into the stock market. You know, the money has gone to finance my life. And that's fantastic and, you know, taking care of my family too. But now it's going to help thousands and tens of thousands of other people, especially with education. I really think that, you know, building schools and focusing on, on giving a better education is so crucial, not just giving food and water, you know, that's good, but that always, you know, kind of just continues this cycle of poverty that we see in third world countries. Education is the key to breaking people out of poverty. Once they learn skills, once they have knowledge, that they can now not have to take menial jobs and, you know, be kind of condemned to a life of poverty all their lives, generation after generation.
0: Now, it's so powerful teaching other people to fish rather than giving them fish. And that's a big problem that I see with a lot of charitable foundations out there. So that's why what you're doing and uh, the foundations that you're a part of is, is really inspiring because you are truly empowering other people uh, f- within their own lives.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's all about self-sufficiency. Okay. Like I've learned this. I mean, I can give money to to people and it's not going to change their life. They'll be grateful. You know, I've given money to people before, but I really want them to, you know, stand on their own two feet. And that involves them having learning, uh, and education and the ability to learn. I mean, some of these villages that we've gone to, I mean, I was just in Laos and Guatemala with Pencils of Promise and we're traveling four or five, six hours in car, on these rocky, rocky roads, you know, not like paved highways to get to these villages. And they never had a chance for education before. So there was no way to ever break the cycle. And now knowledge, especially with these e-readers and Pencils of Promise, you know, doesn't just build the schools, they also help optimize the educational experience. So now you have this whole new potential for these people and these communities that didn't exist just a few years ago. And, and, you know, Pencils of Promise is less than a decade old. So I'm excited to see what Pencils of Promise can do. And 100% of the money goes to building these schools and these communities. So they're a very lean operation too, which I respect.
0: Tim, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new subjects and learning new skill sets. What are you currently studying and what new skill sets are you currently learning? Yeah.
2: So I'm a big fan of history. I'm, you know, I'm a glorified, you know, driving instructor, but I'm also a glorified history buff, um, a history teacher of the stock market. I, I teach my students, you know, with over 5,000 lessons now uh, patterns from the past, because I think that the patterns in the past can repeat. And so the better prepared you are, the better you'll do in the future. Uh, so for me, it's all about studying history. And this great book that I'm reading right now, it just came out a few uh, weeks ago. It's called Hitmakers, hit makers. And it's basically like, the history and the science of what creates a hit in many different industries, whether it's you know science or art or music or movies or entertainment or you know uh, consumer products, and it's actually quite fascinating to see that you know some of the best products, the most popular products that you see, weren't hits right at first. It took some kind of catalyst, um, whether it's press or, or some lucky coincidence or some tinkering. And it really, you know, helps you understand the world a lot better because, you know, when you see a hit, you're just like, oh, it's probably like the best thing ever. That's why it became so popular. And the world doesn't necessarily work that way. You know, I have what I think is the best strategy ever in the stock market but because it's penny stocks you know people won't even look at it like it doesn't matter how much sense i make how many millionaire students i create just because it's penny stocks they don't want to be associated with that in any way and that's their assumptions and that's ignorance and that's the barrier that i have to overcome but this book hit makers is a book that every single person should read and you can learn from the history of several different industries and you'll see what it takes and you'll come to the conclusion as i have that you know you basically have to just try your hardest and there's no guaranteed uh, mathematical formula to success. But if you try your hardest and you try different avenues and you tinker a lot, you know, it ups your odds of success.
0: So my core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations, and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be?
2: Yeah, number one, I would say, you know, it's better that you don't get money. Because if you look at a lot of like these trust fund babies or Hollywood, you know, child actors or lotto winners, they're not happy because they've gotten money and they haven't earned it. And so it kind of screws up their head. Um, I know several rich people where money is not the tool to happiness. It's actually the tool to their destruction. So first, don't think of money as happiness. Think of self-sufficiency as happiness and you know, self-confidence. And point number two would be get that self-sufficiency, get that self-confidence. How do you get that? You work your butt off following whatever it is that you know, your heart desires and you really can't get enough of. No matter how weird it is, you don't have to be a doctor or a lawyer. You don't have to live through your parents or somebody else You know, vicariously through them. You can do anything you want. We live in a very unique time in history and you should utilize that and you should find yourself and become an expert in whatever it is that you love so that you don't think of every single passing hour as something that you dread but when you're working, when you're researching, you're like, wow, I really love this. And the third thing is remembering that this is a unique time in history. We have the internet, which is barely a little over 20 years old right now. And a lot of people think, oh, it's so old, like all the you know applications and innovations have already happened. That's BS. We're just beginning. And this is the single most important, I think, tool in the past few centuries since the printing press, 500 plus years ago. So You are living in this extraordinary time and it would be wasteful for you not to take advantage of this new technology, whether helping contribute to the innovation or taking advantage of the apps and the new technologies, like just listening to this podcast is something that was impossible, you know, a few decades ago, learning from all the greatest minds and being able to access the world's knowledge and then taking from it what you will to make yourself better and make your life better.
0: Yeah, it's amazing how some uh, people look at certain um, technologies or companies or services that are out there and you reference the internet and they go, well, it's already been done. Snapchat came, what, 20 years after the internet? I mean,
2: the internet isn't even, I mean, it's 22 years old to be exact. So it's barely legal to drink in the U.S. I mean, these are early days. We're still looking at these apps where people think it's fun to just click like and draw on them. I mean, this is like (laughs) caveman era where the people are drawing on the caves. And think about how far we've come since cavemen. So I'm excited to see the next few decades and centuries of what the internet and technology provides. And yes, I do think that we're all eventually going to be extinct because Skynet or something like that is going to take over. But we're going to have a damn good, interesting time until that happens.
0: Extremely, extremely interesting times indeed. Tim, how can my listeners uh, learn more about you, uh, your company, uh, your teaching and your education platform and keep informed of all the projects that you're involved with?
2: Yeah, I've got a lot going on. But if you just uh, Google my name, Timothy Sykes, uh, timothysykes.com is my main website. There's 8,000 plus blog posts. If you go to my YouTube channel, I have 800 plus free video lessons. You can find me on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, all under Timothy Sykes. And I'm just sharing what I learn every day. And I built up this rather ridiculous library. So if you want to study the, the financial past and learn from it, then you talk to me.
0: Awesome. Well, Tim, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. It's been a blast having you on.
2: Hey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it.
0: This is MC Laubscher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Valhalla Wealth Financial. can access an exclusive webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Thank you for joining my guest Timothy Sykes and myself on the Cashflow Ninja today. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends and your network. I'm always trying to learn and improve in every area of my life, so if there's any way that I can provide more value to you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at If you're not a subscriber to the Cashflow Ninja Gosh Good newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at CashflowNinja.com or text CashflowNinja to four. 222. That's two fours and three twos. You can also support the show by becoming a patron on Patreon for $10 a month. When you become a patron for 12 months, you get access to our private Facebook page and a Cashflow Ninja t-shirt. Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott have been in your shoes and have used real estate investing to become financially free. They've designed a system to take any beginner to an experienced deal making investor in the least amount of time. They offer opportunities from basic education, coaching, bridge loan investing, to turnkey investments in the cash flowing market of St. Louis, Missouri. For more information, please visit joinopsproperties.com or call Jimmy and Bob at 314 2247. If you're not earning at least 8% on your cash, you do not want to miss the private lending presentation for non-accredited investors done by Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott. Discover how to create an income stream from real estate without the management headaches. You can access the presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash private lending. Creating passive income for you and your family is easier than you think. All you need are three things. The right plan, the right product, and the right turnkey provider. As an investor, you want a safe, profitable and convenient way to invest your capital without being at the mercy of stock market fluctuation. Investing in real estate in a turnkey way that provides monthly passive income with very low risk is exactly what Spartan Invest provides for their clients. Their mission is to make investing in real estate easy for the busy professional. Spartan Invest help investors create passive income and wealth through turnkey ownership in Birmingham, Alabama. You can download your free report, Five Big Reasons to Invest in the Magical City of Birmingham, Alabama, at CashflowNinja.com forward slash Spartan. The wealthiest families on the planet know how to capture their wealth and then leveraging their wealth through their own banking system. If you're interested in privatized banking and the infinite banking concept and learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access your free webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms.